What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. I see that people are writing in from Winnipeg saying, Jets in a sweep, Jets this, Jets that. You can't win four in a row without, you can't win four at all without winning the first one. How about that? And I think the rest for the Jets is a good thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Jets tonight to win. I'm thinking Jets will win the series probably in six. It's the first that I've thought about it. Jets in six, that's what I'm saying. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, it sure is. Welcome, everybody, to the RP Show. Very big day here. It is our two-year birthday. You see the balloons. You see the decorations on the set. Much more toned down from a year ago from the one-year birthday. Uh, Moose DuPont will be with us later. You see a uh, very svelte, young-looking face in that co-host chair. It's the Silver Fox, Keller Rempel. How are you doing, Fox? Good to be here. What a beautiful day, huh? Oh, my goodness. Yesterday was fantastic. Pull that mic up. Pull that mic up. Sorry? Yeah. Here we go. Are we better now? Yeah, you know how to work one of those? <laughs> I've, I've never done it. I've never Anyways, done it. Anyway, say that. Yeah, beautiful day. Beautiful day yesterday. Beautiful day again here today. Hoping to cut class early a little bit. My, my uh, miniature wiener dog, he doesn't like the 35 degrees, so I might be going on a walk by myself today. He would be a hot dog. Yeah. Teddy, he doesn't like that three, that thirty-five stuff. But no, great, great day to be alive, man. Absolutely, and a great day to talk sports. And uh, for those that know the Silver Fox, he was sitting off set on the sponsors' couch, just kind of waving his arms and huffing and puffing at what we were talking earlier on about. So this is the second half kickoff, which is proudly presented by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Greek freak has changed his allegiances from the Leafs to the Seattle Kraken. Just you know, he's now. <laughs> He's, not, he's the first sports bar owner in the history of the world to be thrown out of his own bar by himself. That's how upset he was with uh, the loss. Well, Isn't he a beaut? Oh, he's... You talk about an interesting man. <laughs> eh? The Greek freak. Oh, okay, but let's get to serious stuff. Yeah. Serious. Yeah, well, there's two things today. There was breaking news this morning. The United States Football League has announced they are back. The league that ran from 1983 to 1985 that included the legends of uh, Doug Flutie and Donald Trump and Herschel Walker and Steve Young, it's back. And they're going to kick off one year from now. So we're going to get to that with Remps. I know you're a huge Blue Jays guy. They just swept the oh. Marlins, so we're going to talk about that. And Mike Wilner, do you want to, can you stick around for the interview with Mike Wilner? I'm here till noon. Man. Okay, the long-time Blue Jays announcer. But what everybody is tuning in to talk about today, what everybody's talking about today is the Mark Shifley hit last night in the Winnipeg Jets, Montreal Canadiens game one minute to go. You know the story. Montreal won the game 5-3 in an empty net goal. Shifley's back checking, skating 190 feet to prevent the goal. He hits Jake Evans, knocks him out. Horrible. He's now out concussed indefinitely. 
Shifley is having a uh, hearing this morning, not in person with the NHL Department of Player Safety. And our poll question today is what kind of suspension is he going to get? No games, one to two games, or three or more? Those are your options for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. I voted for two, even though I steadfastly say it was unintentional. It was an accident. Things just happened. Paul Maurice said it after the game. It's a very unusual play. Kelly, how often do you see a wraparound empty net goal? Almost never. So it's the playoffs. Sean Avery saying, keep your head up. It's one of the rare times I agree with Sean Avery, but he's right. Shifley's not a dirty player, but I've said my piece. What's yours? Well, so this morning when I got into work, I watched the replay and I clicked the button at the exact moment that they made contact. The puck was not in the net. The puck was going into the net. It had left his stick. It had not crossed the line. And the player had not left his feet. I'm not condoning the hit, by the way, so I'll save everybody that's going to text in and send in their thoughts that I'm hoping that, like, I don't think the guy, though, should be thrown in the same cell as Charles Manson. Imagine what we would be thinking if he would have lollygagged his way in and allowed him to score that empty net goal with 57 seconds left in the game. People would be saying, Mark Sheffley, like, play a little defense. Like, where's your passion? Where's your guts? Where's your your determination? Don't you want to win, Mark? Don't you want to win? So he's going in there not thinking about, okay, if I hit him at 57 point. Five seconds versus 57.7 versus 57.9. All these split seconds. He's just trying to make a play. So what I did for fun is at 57.7 seconds is exactly when they made contact. Puck wasn't in the net. I I did it again and went with the frames. Back to 57.9. There's about this much room. If he gets there point. Two seconds earlier, there's him. no goal, misses him. and he gets a piece of him. Yeah. We're not even talking about this. So I'm not condoning the hit. I'm just saying that everybody that wants this guy tarred and feathered, put up on the in the town hall and stoned by the local Montreal Canadiens fans, just ask yourself this question. We're talking about a fraction of a percentile of a second here. You can't plan for that. You can't. So if he, do, if he lets up and he lets him score, uh, Jets fans are outraged because he's not competing at a high enough level. So what do you want him to do? What do you want him to do? I'm not condoning the hit, yeah. but I'm saying, like, let's just give, cut the guy a little bit of slack here. Lots of uh, comments coming in on all of these topics. And I just want to say in this second half kickoff, we will get to the football chatter. Believe me, because Rems, you're a football guy first, correct? I would say say so. Uh, True American watching on YouTube says the USFL is coming back in 2022. From Michael Alley watching in Los Angeles, he says the USFL is back. With the CFL-XFL merger and the return of the USFL, we will see an enormous growth. In pro football, eat your heart out, NFL. I wouldn't go that far, but just hang on. In mere moments, we'll get to that because I'm not done with Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights, losing in overtime last night to the Colorado Avalanche. Did you watch the overtime, Rims? Uh, I did not. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Did you see the penalty that led to the power play that led to the winning goal? 
It's I, all I did, but I and I can understand. I can understand the frustration, but well, here, but but Golden Knights are my team, and they're down 0-2 to Colorado. They played a great game. They outshot the Avalanche 41-25 after coming back from a 7-1 shellacking in Game One. But when this happened, the penalty was called for slashing an opponent's stick out of his hands in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, I know. Colorado. On the power play, I said it last hour, I'll say it again. Marc-Andre Fleury should be tested for PTSD today after trying to stop that Colorado power play. It's the best thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. My heart was in my throat. The whole, I'm like, there's no way they're going to defend this. And they didn't. 207 into overtime. Colorado wins, and they're up two games to none. And now the Golden Knights are in a hole. But I completely agree with what Peter DeBoer said after the game. I wasn't even angry about the call. It was a penalty. So what are you going to say? You can call it or you, or you don't. It's the playoffs, right? Yeah. We've been talking about this for 100 years. DeBoer says, it's not the ref's fault. These guys are dropping their sticks. They're falling all over the place. <laughs> he just looks so defeated, DeBoer. But he's right. Colorado's up 2-0. What are you going to say in that situation? Grubauer won the game. Philip Grubauer, the Colorado goalie, is the reason that they're up 2-0. Well, that's true. And, and the other thing that I would add to that is, Rod, and, and I'm not picking on Mark andre Fleury, so don't, I don't want anybody to get the feeling that I'm hanging him out to dry and blaming him. But if you look at the four goals in the game that were scored before that, the Colorado Avalanche score on a breakaway that was a breakdown by the, bad, by the, yeah, by the defense. Bad goal. And a beautiful backhander upstairs. Okay? They also scored on a one-timer that was like it was being shot out of a cannon. The two goals that, uh, that were scored conversely that beat Marc-Andre Fleury, one was a, a shot that was a knuckleball shot that should never have gone in. And the other one was a shot that was taken from about, I don't know, 15, 20 feet that he, you know, there was no screen. There was no deflection. He just let it in. So, you know, let, let's not just, it's unfortunate when those things happen because it, everybody wants to just talk about the narrative of the call, which I understand that it's kind of, you know, a little bit ticky tack in overtime. And I get that. But the Colorado Avalanche scored, you know, like their goals that they scored were questionable, right? So, yeah. so let's, not, let's not dismiss the fact that one goalie was also better than the other throughout the leading it's, up to it's that It's the game. truth. So It's hard to be mad. We're just disappointed down sure. 0-2, if that's fair. To the football. And this is interesting. Very interesting. From Scott Henbury. I love it. Our guys watching from Great Western, guys. Happy anniversary to you and your team, Rod. Cheers. There you go. Cheer. Very appropriately saying cheers. From Great Western, one of our first sponsors two years ago, Great Western Breweries. Love those guys and gals. Um, to the United States Football League announcement this morning. And if I, would I be incorrect in saying it came out of nowhere Huge announcement today. The USFL is back. I should actually read the uh, news release here, and I will in a moment. But Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, We need the USFL like Florida needs another swamp. They'll likely fold in a year or two. The NFL is king. Here's the story today, okay? The USFL is relaunching in 2022, four decades after the Spring Football League's short-lived run that featured such stars as Reggie White, Herschel Walker, Steve Young, Jim Kelly, and future President Donald Trump. 
The new USFL announced Thursday it will play next spring with a minimum of eight teams and deliver high-quality, innovative professional football to fans. The uh, USFL is using the same red, white, and blue Stars and Stripes logo it did from 1983 until 1985. Fox Sports, which is a minority equity stake in the company that owns the new USFL, will serve as the league's official broadcast partner. There are quotes from all the various dignitaries from the league and uh, Fox. The USFL was launched in 1983 but crumbled after three seasons because of -of out-of-control spending and an ill-conceived push led by Trump owner of the New Jersey Generals, to compete directly against the NFL with a fall season. You remember all of this, right? You remember all of it. Yeah, I remember most of the leagues that have crashed and burned and failed and hardly made a dent, yeah. You think they're just the, the, the latest? You well, don't think this I, just, work? I don't know. I mean, how many times do we have to see history repeat itself? I mean, the XFL has tried twice. It didn't work. The USFL has tried. It didn't work. This, to me, just sounds like another failed experiment on the horizon. I hope I'm wrong because I like football. I can't get enough football. So if, if it was up to me, um, you know, there'd be lots of football. I'm like watch. you. I'd watch it all. Yeah, and I love it. But, I mean, the reality is, is just I always <laughs> – I, I kind of feel, and I don't want to go on a tangent about this, but we, we live in a world now in a culture where if, if you're not watching the absolute best of something, yeah. we don't want to watch it for some reason. You know, how many times do I listen to people, even when you talk about the CFL, you know, well, it sure isn't the NFL. No, it isn't. You're right. But it's, they're different. Like, why can't, why do there have to be winners and losers? But especially in those big markets, I mean, why do you think people in Toronto don't care about anything other than the Leafs and the Raptors? And I mean, if they decided that they were going to have a basketball league that was, you know, for guys six foot six and under, would anybody go in Toronto? I doubt it. Why? Well, because it's not the, the Raptors. NBA. Yeah. But what if it's great basketball and you're a basketball fan? Yeah, no, I want to watch the best. So there's just so many people that think that way. I just am skeptical, I guess, whether they will embrace it down there. I, I you know, call me negative or whatever, but I just, I've seen it enough times over the years where I'm just, I'm always a little skeptical as to whether they're going to embrace in the States anything other than American college football and the NFL. NFL. I'm totally with you on all that. And not, this is not just a USFL thing, but I think we all, and the pandemic has really expedited this. Mm -hmm. I'm in the show me stage. And what I said an hour ago was CFL, XFL, USFL, I don't care. Get on the field. Get on the field. Okay? Because I've had enough of the return to play plan, the this plan, the that plan. I've had enough talk with all of them. Because this USFL announcement this morning immediately led to, oh, the CFL now has more leverage against the XFL because now the XFL has competition with the USFL. And I'm like, oh, I I can't. And that's people just wanting to beat a dead horse or what you know look at it from every angle and that's fine but i'm not i'm not on that train anymore just get on the field and we'll sort it out from there but until you play a game none of this matters uh from ryan mccarthy in new york he says i totally remember the usfl doug flutie was my hero and i was psyched when he was signed by the generals Armando Moreno watching in Mexico City. He's our Mexican correspondent. He says, we've all seen the 30 for 30. Those 30 for 30s really dress it up to make it look probably better than what it was. They, do they made it look job. really good. Oh, I mean, Those biographies, anything. That Unbelievable. The XFL one was great. 
Lots of great comments. Oh, Tacona Pauli in Winnipeg says, Rod, if Fleury was off, does Leonard get the next start? Great question. No. You can't. You can't, but you need to at least think. You need to think about it. Because if the Golden Knights extend this series and who knows, come back and win, you're gonna want, they're going to want to play Leonard somewhere down the line. So when, when is it going to be? They're not facing elimination, Cal, yet. But if they blow the next one, they will be. And I think in the biggest game of the playoffs, you have to start your guy, Marc-Andre Fleury. But I was also thinking that last year. There seemed to be no rhyme or reason in the playoffs last year as to who the Knights were starting in goal. This year, there seems to be a little bit more of it was all flower in round one, and they've split so far in round two. But no, I'm with you. You've got to start flower in game three. But it sucks that they're down. Fleury wasn't off last. He wasn't off. No, no. No, yeah, I don't think he also made some great saves in the game. Unbelievable. Too. I thought he was going to steal it. Yep. But you know what? Grubauer was the better goalie last night. And I don't mind saying it because it's true. He didn't let in one bad no, goal. No. Well, <laughs> there you go. So lots of fun talking about this. But when we come back, we're going to settle into some Blue Jays baseball. Is Mike Wilner on the line? Okay. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. laid back and kicking it let's head back to the studio here's rod welcome back everybody uh, a little blue jays update in a moment ray in the six texting in he says on the pray mobile text line hey rod a little late checking in today my apologies congrats to you and the rp squad on second year anniversary to many more ray in the six he's in the kitchener area thank you ray uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. scored the winning run on Joe Panic's sacrifice fly, capping a three-run rally in the bottom of the ninth inning. They gave Toronto a 6-5 win over the Miami Marlins in Buffalo Wednesday night. Bo Bichette tied it with a two-run triple of the ninth, and Randall Grichuk hit two solo homers to help Toronto improve to 2-0 this season in its temporary Buffalo home. And I have to tell you, if we can get Mike Wilner on our screen, the longtime host of Jays Talk, voice of the Blue Jays, now columnist, podcaster of the Toronto Star, Mike it is an honor. Jay's fan here. Jay's super fan there. Hasn't missed a game, Kelly Rimple. And, and Mike, this would not shock you out here in Western Canada because you've been with the club for so long how much the love for the Blue Jays is out here. So it is an honor, sir. Thank you for the time. More importantly, uh, how are things with you, Mike? Things are good, and you, you flatter me. I, I appreciate it. it it's, it's no honor. I'm, you know... Just a, a broadcaster like you're a broadcaster, or, a, or I'm a former broadcaster now, but uh, do, doing the podcasty thing. Um, uh, I, I do appreciate it. And yeah, I, I'm well aware of um, you know how many listeners we had out there in Western Canada. People used to call in and say they, you know, they're, they're on their tractors listening to ball games and uh, what a highlight it is of, of their summer. So always really, really, really appreciative of, uh, of all the great fans out there in, uh, in the prairies. Well, I tell you what, Mike, before we get into the nuts and the bolts of the baseball discussion, and, and Kelly will handle most of that, but you just nailed it. 
Rems just asked me, how come you love Tom Cheek so much? You're not the biggest baseball guy. And I said, I grew up farming, listening on the radio. Then I went to work at the Weyburn radio station, and I opt the games, and it was Tom Cheek. And the other day, I was on a podcast. The guy said, who is your favorite broadcaster of all time? I said, Tom Cheek. The kid didn't know who he was, Mike. Yeah, have you got a, a, a Tom Cheek story? Like, I never met the man. I wish I had. But what's your best? I don't know. There, there are so many. Um, he, you know, I, I only got to work with him for two and a half seasons. Um, and then he got sick. But it, they were the most meaningful uh, times in my, in my career and and crazy meaningful in my life. I mean, he had been an idol of mine growing up too. I listened to him. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's so weird when people say they've listened to you since they were uh, a kid, but I guess that means, you know, we've been in this business a long time, but um, yeah, I mean, I was listening to him when I was seven years old on the radio um, doing ball games. So, you know, I'm first time I met him was in 1988 or 89. I can't remember. Um, probably 89 at the X. Um, I had somehow struck up a friendship in the, the press box with a, a man named Les Len Bramson, um, who created the Blue Jays radio network. And I had no idea who this guy was. He was just nice to me. I was some kid covering uh, the Jays games for a university radio station. He brought me in to meet Tom and Jerry. And that was just a um, crazy moment. And then 13 years later, I'm working with them in the booth. Um, you know, there, there are so many uh, great cheek stories. He, he had that big booming voice uh, that, that uh, so many of us remember so well. And I remember when I brought my uh, daughter in to the booth to look around to meet him, she was a year old, um, maybe, maybe one and a half, I guess. And he got up out of his chair and a huge smile and a big hello. And he just scared the crap out of her because <laughs> he, you know, he's, he was huge. He's a big, tall guy and that huge voice. And she just ran screaming and, and uh, uh, cried for a while. That was uh, that was something, but you know, I loved his, his, he, he, his musicality, he loved all these great old forties and fifties songs. And, and I can, you know, see him and hear him before the game and he would just start singing uh king of the road um <laughs> and uh, just out of nowhere but uh, one thing that you know a great story for me was that he i mean he was always such a great champion of mine and a, and a huge mentor and 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 um uh he he enjoyed the fact that i was sort of into um, prospecting and, and looking at minor league systems and knowing who the young players were. That there was something that, you know, not even 20 years ago, people weren't really terribly interested in. It's, it's crazy now the the level of prospect porn that, that people get into. But back then it was a, it was a weird thing. And um, he, he used to just try to, he talked to me about young kids coming up and, and all that stuff and then one day we were talking on the pregame show uh, on the air, and he just um, said, so what do you think of, of this Jose Jimenez kid? And at the time, there wasn't anyone named Jose Jimenez playing in the major leagues. 
there was a, a there was a young guy in I think the Rockies or the Cardinal system named Jose Jimenez, but I thought he couldn't possibly be asking about that. Like, why would he even be remotely interested in someone like that? And as those thoughts were going through my head, I looked at his face and he just started to crack a smile that he couldn't contain anymore. And I said to him, you just made that up, didn't you? And he started <laughs> laughing. So yeah, he was trying to catch me uh, with some minor leaguer who didn't exist. Hey, I got more, but I know Kelly's just itching to ask you, I would think. Well, no, I some my, pretty hardcore I, ball talk. I, well, I'm not gonna lie. When I when I saw the itinerary that that I was gonna get an opportunity to run a few ideas or some questions by, I got pretty excited because I'm a huge Jays guy. It's just an observation. I'd be curious for you to weigh in. But as a kid growing up, you know, I remember, you know, you kind of have certain eras where and you remember the eighties with, you know, Dave Steeb and Bell and Mosby and Barfield. And then you kinda few more years and then there's Alomar and Fernandez and Olerud and you know, and then a the few more. There you years. go. <laughs> there you go. There you go, right there. I love those three guys. Probably my favorite outfield. And then, you know, and then recently, you know, you got Tulowitzki and Donaldson, and, and you remember that because of the run they had here just a few years back. But I truly think that when we look 15, 20 years from now, there's a very good chance that we're on the start of something special here. Well, we'll say, do you remember way back when we had Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Bo Bichette and Alec Manoa and... I think this group has a chance to sort of do something pretty special that we'll remember years from now. What say you? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And and it's, you know, we when you talk about those eras, the the Bell Mosby Barfield era and um, you know, th those Dave Steve teams, um we remember them because they were the beginning and they won, right? They they won the the division, they were in the playoffs, they had that great year in 87, they went to the playoffs in 89, but they were already starting to be broken up. Uh, then and then you remember obviously the World Series teams, um, but between the World Series teams in 2015 with the Donaldson, Bautista, and Carnacion group, um, two of the best players in Blue Jays history played uh, in Roy Halladay and Carlos Delgado, and you you know you could argue that they were the two best players in Blue Jays history as far as long term Jays go, but they'll never be remembered. Mm the same way as we remember guys who were on the teams that won because through no fault of their own, Halliday and Delgado were never a part of a playoff team, were never a part of a really a team that, that made a serious, serious run. This group uh, is going to be together for a while. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has um, is, is fulfilling all the, the scouts' dreams uh, that we had heard back when he was 16. Bo Bichette, um they're you know there's such such talent on this team and they're going to be together for a while and they're going to win a few things now are they going to win a world series who knows um there's a lot of luck that works into that will they be in the playoffs multiple times probably and that's what gets you remembered uh especially when you become a great player so yeah um you know if if the world's still spinning in in 25 30 years Absolutely, people are going to look back at this Blue Jays team uh, starting in 2020 or starting this year or starting the, the first time that they you know, win a playoff round. Um, and uh, and it, they'll be 
just as as great memories for them as there are for all those other great eras. And and this is this is a special group, uh, and and it's it's still a work in progress. There are still things that are going to change and things that are going to be added to it. Uh, they're not where they want to be quite yet. Well, they're not where they're going to be quite yet. But I think they're where they want to be right now, uh, working their way towards a, a peak that's probably two or three years down the road. We got five minutes left, Rems. What else you got? Well, I so Mike, my observation, and I'm I'm speaking purely as a fan. I'm not there every day. I don't follow it as closely as you, although I probably follow it, you know, closer than most. But my observation coming into the year, when you start looking down the roster, you know there's going to be ups and downs because they're such a young team. But I was pretty confident that they would score some runs. Uh, struggled early, but now you're, we're starting to see that. But what I didn't see coming, quite frankly, was the, the, the pitching, especially the bullpen. Yeah, there's been a few snags here and there. Tyler Chatwood with, you know, uh, Delise uh, with a questionable performance here. A couple, but by and large... Um, don't you think that the bullpen has far exceeded any expectations that that any reasonable baseball mind would would have had coming into the season? Yes and no. I think that you know the the bullpen was um, seen as a weak spot, but what I looked at in spring training, I really liked. Um, but that was in spring training when you had Kirby Yates and David Phelps. Uh, to go with Romano and Dolis, what you hoped you would get from Julian Merriweather. Um, you know, I, I talk about this on my podcast that's, by the way, weekly and going to drop uh, probably within the hour, um, about the fact that I think there's only two pitchers in the Blue Jays' bullpen this season who haven't been on the injured list at, at one point in time or another. Mm. Um, and, and, yeah, they're overworked, but... and. Uh, they were getting some really great stuff from guys like Joel Piamps and Travis Bergen and uh, Anthony Castro, who were all, you know, freely available for nothing to anybody in the offseason. So that wasn't going to last, you had to imagine. Uh, they were going to fall back down to earth. And now they're they're in a little bit of trouble because Tyler Chatwood is um, in this slump where he's walked more guys in his last three outings than he had in his first 16 all season. Uh, almost twice as many. And uh, Romano and Delise are really your only reliable relievers right now. But the beautiful thing is the starting pitching is starting to reliably go six plus. Uh, last night, Manoa aside. But I think the starting rotation over the last two weeks has an ERA under 250. Mm -hmm. um, so that's helping out this bullpen. All these off days are helping out the bullpen as well. Um, I, think, I think the cracks are going to continue to show as the the season progresses because you can only ask so much of of Piamps and Castro. Uh, Carl Edwards Jr. hopefully will help. He's had a very up and down career, but they're really missing Phelps, they're really missing Merriweather, and they're really missing Barucki. And they, you know, might have to go outside the organization to to, to fill those holes. Mike, we have less than a minute, but can I just say, uh, Weyburn Radio carried Jays talk after the Jays game for years, and I just loved, loved, from one broadcaster to another, you peeking on the callers, particularly in those years where the Jays really sucked. Like, you let it rock me. I know the loneliest job in the world is doing a call-in show for a bad sports team. What do you remember about yeah, that Yeah, but you know what? Mm. 
it, it, it's funny because people know, you know, you know this. People don't call in post game radio to talk about how good things are, right? So the <laughs> the the worse things are going, the more calls you get, and and the better back and forth there is. But I was always, um, you know, early. It was imprinted on me early in my radio career. I heard a few people taking calls, and and a caller would just call in with this. Uh, thesis statement that was utterly ridiculous and that had no basis in fact, and the host would just go "Uh uh-huh and let them continue to make their point. And I thought, I'm never going to do that. If, 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 you know, back when I started doing that show in 2002, uh, truth actually mattered. It matters a lot less now uh, than than it used to. Um, But but I, I said, look, you have the right to your opinion. You don't have the right to your own facts. And I don't know if that would hold up as well in 2021 as it did in the first decade of the 2000s. But I made sure that uh, if people were going to be angry about something, that they they had to actually know what they were angry about and be able to explain things as opposed to just flying off the handle at some random thing that they misconstrued or didn't understand. So, um, you know, passion is the enemy of reason. And you're dealing with passion when you're dealing with post-game calls. But I just tried to to keep things true. Uh, and apparently that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Well, it didn't with me. It translated to a lot of entertainment. So I just want to tell you, a big fan of 20 years here. And I was, it, was a th- it was a real uh, pleasure to, to chat with you today. Mike, thanks for this, man. Enjoy the rest of this Jay season. Hopefully we can do it again. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Thanks so much for having me. All right, Mike Wilner out of Toronto, longtime Blue Jays broadcaster, now the Toronto Star. More with the Silver Fox when we come back. It's the RP Show. You're watching episode number 498 of Canada's daytime sports talk show, live on Game Plus Television, YouTube and Facebook Live as well, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds, full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. We got business to take care of. We have the the Ultra Update coming up. What a perfect day to do it because the Great Western guys are watching. But I do have a text come in on the Prairie Mobile text line. It's from Closed Captioner in Toronto at Game Plus. Hey, Rod. Closed Captioner here. Congrats on the two years. No one deserves it like you guys do. I grew up on Mike Wilner on the Fan 590 for my summers. Can you ask him if he misses his verbal sparring matches with callers on Jay's talk? Some of the best radio I've ever heard. Thanks. Now, I just got this closed captioner, but I guess I did ask him that, right, Rems? At the end of the interview, uh, how he was a snap show. And before I get to the uh, ultra update, you can mention what you loved about Wilner on there. You said, he's like... when you say, hey, welcome to Jay's talk. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Well, he used to, they used to have, well, you got him on the phone-in show, too. Just emotionally charged, deranged fans making absolutely no sense whatsoever. Right. right, And at the end of the call, he would give the guy heck for being an idiot. And then the next guy would phone up and he'd say, okay, we're done. We're done. Get rid of him. We're going out to Jeff now on line two. Jeff, be better than that guy. <laughs> He's so good. I used to love but that. But you've done enough sports talk to know what it's like to be in Wilner's shoes. 
Oh, it's sure. not easy. No, it isn't. When you got to defend the team, oh my God. But at least Mike knows that, hey, close captioner was but entertained was and we were entertained. He was fair. Always fair. If they lost 10 1, he didn't go on there and try to pretend like it was a great performance either. Well, now you have to. So. <laughs> now you have to, as you know. Yeah. Don't get me started. Derek the Duke Myers writing in. He says, Congrats, RP. Dupes, Paul, Clark, and the entire RP show. Two years. What an unreal ride, fellas. Let the good times roll. <laughs> like J.R. Foley. That's right. <laughs> Ship ahoy. Some of our listeners will even know who J.R. Foley is. Ship ahoy. Is. Yeah. Money right. talks, Roddy. Money, Money talks, talks, Mr. Whalen. Money talks. Where is the ultra update thing? Are you ready? Let's go. Well, it was another wild night in the Stanley Cup playoffs. We begin in Winnipeg, where the Jets hosted Montreal in Game 1 of their second-round series. The hype was immense, but the game was not, unless you're a Habs fan. Montreal potted a couple of quick ones and was in control throughout. They had a 4-3 lead late, and then all the fireworks started. Habs forward Jake Evans scored a rare empty net wraparound goal and then got absolutely blown up by Jet star Mark Shifley. Evans was stretchered off the ice, and Shifley was given a five-minute charging major, which really was meaningless. Montreal all won the game 5-3, but all the talk was about Shifley's hit, and I made my judgment on it after watching it the first time in real time. Shifley was hustling back at full speed and arrived just after the puck went in the net. He'd let up at the top of the circles and even tried unsuccessfully to slow down. Evans zigged when he should have zagged and ended up absorbing perhaps the hardest hockey hit I've ever seen. Shifley will indeed get suspended, but I didn't think he intended to injure anyone. If you think he skated 200 feet with the intention of knocking Evans into next week, then we'll just have to agree to disagree. Meanwhile, over in Denver, the Vegas Golden Knights were a completely different team from Game 1 against Colorado, out shooting the Avs 41-25, but it went to overtime and Colorado got a chintzy power play which led to the winner by Miko Rantanen just two minutes in. 3-2 Avalanche and a 2-0 series lead. That inner voice I kept, I keep telling you about said, Colorado's a good enough team, they don't need any help from the officials. But this time, I kept it to myself. There's the ultra update. (laughs) <laughs> in how many seconds is it? 80 seconds or less. 80 calories. Where's the dang liner? Oh, the ultra update, an original 16 to fit your active lifestyle, superior taste with only 80 calories and 2.5% alcohol, taste without count compromise. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Ramps, what a day. Fun. Hey, from Mydale Mike, from Mydale Mike, I'm sorry, congrats on two years of great shows. I sent a screenshot of you in your growler shirt to my son in St. John's. Thank you. It's getting a lot of uh, pub today, this Newfoundland growler shirt, the reigning Kelly Cup champions from the East Coast Hockey League. And I know they don't call it the East Coast Hockey League anymore. They call it the ECHL, but Kelly, it'll always be the coast. Of course. Of course it will be. You nitsis. Is the Greek freak writing in? No, but it got... It's hard to blame Georgia Nitsis for changing teams after the Leafs' 53-year hiatus from winning the Cup from Wynn. Uh, yeah. George. How about that? It's, you have to understand, you people that don't understand, but you're, you're starting to understand, our circle. And George Nitsos, the Greek freak, owner and proprietor of the Four Seasons Sports Palace, is the biggest Leafs fan in Western Canada, I won't say anything about the Toronto people, right? But for sure, out the biggest that I know. 
and he has given up on the Leafs. Well, he's, he hasn't yet. He says Says that. he. He He'll says be he. Back. He'll be back. Did you see the Seattle Kraken jersey in the lobby on your way in here? Did you see it? I did, yeah. Isn't it sharp? I love it. <laughs> it's pretty nice. I, love the, I like everything about it. I don't mind the name either. I know a lot of people crack, and what's that? I, what's wrong with it? Different. Ah, uh, guess what the hell's a Kraken? I didn't know initially. That's all. Sea creature. Well, I didn't know that initially. What was the... Oh, how about the Edmonton Elks? Oh, get... Can you do that again? How about the Edmonton Elks? Let me replay. <laughs> how about I that? Don't, <laughs> I don't like changing the name in the first place, and I don't want to get in trouble, so I'm uh, not even going to go down that rabbit hole, but I just... I, I personally... Didn't think that they, there was any reason to change the name from the Eskimos. But they had the to, so they have. So well, now what do you think about the Elks? They didn't have to. They chose to. Fair. But what do I think about the Elks? I, like, I would rather just call it the Elk. Now, I understand that they hired everyone from Santa Claus to do a report <laughs> on the phonetics of... and the. <laughs> they're laughing in the, the back. analytics. How about that? Well, just, just the, the, the whole, you know... According to the, the English dictionary, the Webster's dictionary, is Elks, is it Elks or Elk? To me, Probably Elks, it's both. Elks sounds weird to me. I would have just went Edmonton Elk. Totally sounds weird. I would have just went Edmonton Elk. Done. But what do I know? Oh, yeah. What do you know about marketing? <laughs> <laughs> what do I know about English? I could barely speak it, for God's yeah. sake. Uh, <laughs> I'm... I'm Turning over a new forest, I, I, I'm generally a positive guy. I don't like Elks. I wish it was Elk, but whatever. It's their team. I won't lose sleep over it. No, but well, we grew up. I mean, you're a city guy. I'm a small town guy, but we had... Did you ever go to the Elks Hall in Milestone? You must have come down to, to an odd event. The Elks, Elks Hall. But I used to... <laughs> there was many a Moose Jaw Warrior annual meeting that I spent in the Elks, the Hall. Elks Hall in Moose Jaw. <laughs> right. And occasionally I left before 5 a.m. <laughs> and that homely looking... Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Never well, mind. Yeah. Can't no. say that. Yeah. It was a Joe Rockhead reference, yeah, but yeah, you can't yeah. say that anymore. Yeah. The more I drank, the better looking she got. Right. <laughs> That's there wasn't I, a lot of she's there, though. The Elks Hall, the Elks was kind right. of more of a men's thing. The Flintstones couldn't air yeah. anymore in this no. era. They couldn't. No, they, there was the odd kind of clean. Yeah. From Sean at Game Plus in downtown Toronto. Happy birthday, RP show. Hopefully you guys can celebrate today. Happy to be along for the ride. All the best. That's teamwork, Ramps, right there with the crew at Game Plus. You got to go. You're going for lunch? I am. Always great. Client meeting. Fun to be here. Congratulations on Thank the you, two buddy. years. Thank you, buddy. I have to tell you. You didn't think we'd make it? No. No, no. I wasn't going to say that. How about that? But I don't know how it feels for you because you're here every single day. I'm here once every two or three or four weeks. Yeah. But it just doesn't feel like two years ago that we were sitting here. Because no. I think I was on the, was I on the first or second show? I remember it just Very li- literally The second started. and fourth, Clark says. Yeah. And it just does not seem like two years. No, but it's time flies when you're having fun. And you're having lots of fun. And people, the viewers and listeners are having lots of fun. So that's what we want. What more do you want? Overtime coming up. Moose will join us. You're watching the RP show. Two-year birthday episode on Game Plus TV. And uh, listen live at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. Put it on him. Put it on him. Come on. Moose. Guy's been sitting in his office for an hour. What have you been doing back there? Drinking coffee and watching the show. So it's, there's a reason. He just ran out of because he forgot something. Moose DuPont. So he'll be back. It's overtime. And I'm sorry that we didn't get into more sports talk because it is our two-year birthday today. Metal Shingle guy writes in and he says, congrats, guys. Two years and counting. 500 on Monday? That's absolutely it. 500 on Monday. Our technical producer, Ryan, said it's too bad that 500 couldn't line up with a two-year birthday. But, hey, you can't have everything. Ken in Saskatoon, congratulations on your two-year anniversary. Who would have thought you spent one of those years during a pandemic? Great work. We are learning and being entertained. Ken in Saskatoon. Thank you. That's the plan. Corey Mark, happy birthday, Rod Peterson Show, and many, many more. I like this one, Keith Butler on Facebook. Thank you for a very interesting two years. It has been that. Can we go to the two shot? Oh, you just blew it out? The fan. Uh, the fan. We Alan, come on to the set. Move the fan. Turn Alan. off the fan. Move the fan. Can you, there's Alan, the intern. There we the go. The fit has hit the shan. There we go. How about that? Da, 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 da. It's a Homer donut oh, yeah. from Hobo Donuts. All right. That came yesterday. So, yeah, we, nowhere near the celebration that we had last year, eh, Moose? It's the second birthday. We've been there, done that. It's Every old. year it goes downhill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks for the celebration. Thanks for all of that. Um, Je- uh, Jeff in Winnipeg, Jeff Kabilis says, Happy two years. I'm thankful that I stumbled upon this show on Facebook. Continued success. Justin Fung on YouTube says, one donut survived? Yeah, Moose took the box of them into oh, his office. Trust but- me. We had a box yesterday, and I saved a box for today. Yeah, but they're not as good the next day, but it is what it is. Taking a picture of it? Yeah. Nice work. I thought that was important. The poll question today for Capital Auto Mall Universal Collision Center is, how many games suspension will Mark Shifley get? None. One to two games or three or more. And the leader on Twitter is one to two games. The leader on Facebook I see is, what is it? It's Uh, one to two games. One to two games, 55%. I'll say two games, but you got to go way back to the warm-up, which is proudly presented by Ecol Electric, where I said the... The um, intent is very important here, I think, in terms of the penalty. As Kevin Bieksa said last night on the uh, intermission, and not that Kevin Bieksa is the be-all and the end-all, but a lot of you people think that he is, so I took the liberty of writing down the quote. We don't know what his intent was. Maybe he had the intent. Certainly doesn't seem like he did. I said on Twitter and have been ripped from neck to navel that it wasn't intentional. It was an unintentional incident. Bieksa said the same thing. Ryan Reeves meant to knee Graves in the face and potentially choke him out by the chin strap the other night. He meant to do that. And he got two games. So if Shifley didn't mean to hurt the guy, I I just saw somebody tweet to a a viewer or a fan saying that you could tell the second it happened that Shifley wished that it hadn't happened. Is that not a huge difference, Moose? 
Shouldn't that account for something? Intent will. Yeah, absolutely will. You know, the fact that he's never been an offender before, that'll go into it. You know, history, all of it. Intent absolutely goes into it for sure. But again, there's a price to pay for losing control of your emotions. Yes, and sure. And that's why he'll get suspended. Absolutely. I never, I never said there wasn't, right? But that's why we're not talking about he's gone for the season. He's gone for the rest of the playoffs or he's gone for the series. That's why we're not talking about that. We're talking about, look, you have to stay in control, but we understand this is one incident that he made a mistake. Um, Jordan, you were watching on YouTube, says, but yes, where is it? He goes, I got to disagree. This is not a hockey play, not even close. I'm starting to lose it for the definition of what is a hockey play or what isn't. It's what your definition of what hockey should be. Where are we? Paul Maurice said it. quoted it many times he said it was an unusual play so who's to say what's a hockey play and what isn't it was a hit last I checked there's still contact in his damn game and as everybody said if uh, Evans had popped right up we're not talking about that we are not talking about this that's right it was a shoulders to ankles hit that was in a lot of ways in my opinion incidental imagine if he hadn't stopped skating at the top of the circles and tried to redirect his skates and get out of the way. If he had full on, he'd have killed him. He tried to avoid what happened. I guess we'll find out with what the suspension is. And now my mind is going to mush. I had more things on this because we're inside a minute to go here. Oh, I know. From Pinks, a hockey play would be playing the puck and trying to use your stick to stop the goal. Wouldn't it be nice if you could stop and think when you're going at Mach 3 at full speed to think about all these things? Go back and watch what Rempel said about slowing it down frame by frame by frame. You know what's not a hockey play? That. Hockey's not played by .01 second, .02 second. Come on. You guys know this. You have to think fast, and it's happening at the highest speed possible. And Shifley didn't want this to happen. And I also don't think that this is costing the series. See, we spent too much time fiddle-farting around talking about birthdays and candles and donuts. <laughs> this is all becoming clear to me now. Tomorrow, we've got football filmmaker Chris Bickford. We've got a representative from the Edmonton Elks. Great work, dupes, on the birthday, yes. okay? Happy birthday. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern right here on Game Plus. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.